0: SECTION SEVENTEEN OF YOUNG ADVENTURE, A BOOK OF POEMS. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDED BY BRIAN NESS. YOUNG ADVENTURE, A BOOK OF POEMS, BY STEPHEN VINCENT BENET. THE WHITE PEACOCK. THE WHITE PEACOCK, FRANCE, Ancien RGIME. I. Go away! Go away! I will not confess to you. His black beretta clings like a hangman's cap. Under his twitching fingers the beads shiver and click. As he mumbles in his corner, the shadow deepens upon him. I will not confess! Is he there, or is it intenser shadow?" dark huddled coilings from the obscene depths, black, formless shadow, shadow. Doors creak, from secret parts of the chateau come the scuffle and worry of rats. Orange light drips from the guttering candles, eddying over the vast embroideries of the bed, stirring the monstrous tapestries, retreating before the sable impending gloom of the canopy, with a swift thrust and sparkle of gold, lipping my hands, then, rippling back, abashed before the ominous silences, like the swift turns and starts of an overpowered fencer, who sees before him horror, behind him darkness, shadow. The clock jars and strikes, a thin, sudden note like the sob of a child. Clock, Buell clock that ticked out the tortuous hours of my birth clock, evil, wizened dwarf of a clock! How many years of agony have you relentlessly measured yardstick of my stifling shroud! I am Amory de Montreuil, once quick, soon to be eaten of worms. You hear, father? Hush! He is asleep in the night's cloak. Over me too steals sleep.' sleep like a white mist on the rotting paintings of cupids and gods on the ceiling, sleep on the carven shields and knots at the foot of the bed, oozing, blurring outlines, obliterating colors, death. "'Father! Father! I must not sleep!' It does not hear, that shadow crouched in the corner. Is it a shadow? One might think so, indeed, save for the calm face— yellow as wax, that lifts like the face of a drowned man from the choking darkness? Two. Out of the drowsy fog my body creeps back to me. It is the white time before dawn. Moonlight, watery, pellucid, lifeless, ripples over the world. The grass beneath it is gray, the stars pale in the sky. The night dew has fallen an infinity of little drops crystals from which all light has been taken glint on the sighing branches all is purity without colour without stir without passion suddenly a peacock screams my heart shocks and stops sweat cold corpse sweat covers my rigid body my hair stands on end i cannot stir i cannot speak it is terror terror that is walking the pale, sick gardens, and the eyeless face no man may see and live. Ah! Father! Father! Wake! Wake and save me! In his corner all is shadow. Dead things creep from the ground. It is so long ago that she died, so long ago. Dust crushes her, earth holds her, mould grips her. Fiends, do you not know that she is dead?' "'Let us dance the Pavan, she said, the wax-lights glittered like swords on the polished floor, twinkling on jeweled snuff-boxes, beaming savagely from the crass gold of candelabra, from the white shoulders of girls and the white powdered wigs of men. All life was that dance, the mocking, resistless current, the beauty, the passion, the perilous madness as she took my hand, released it, and spread her dresses like petals, turning, swaying in beauty, a lily, bowed by the rain. Moonlight she was, and her body of moonlight and foam, and her eyes stars. Oh, the dance has a pattern! But the clear grace of her thrilled through the notes of the vials, tremulous, pleading, escaping, immortal, untamed, and as we ended she blew me a kiss from her hand like a drifting white blossom. And the starshine was gone, and she fled like a bird up the stair. Underneath the window a peacock screams, and claws click, scrape like little lacquered boots on the rough stone. Oh, the long fantasy of the kiss, the ceaseless hunger, ceaselessly, divinely appeased, the aching presence of the beloved's beauty, the wisdom, the incense, the brightness. Once more on the ice-bright floor they danced the pavan, but I turned to the garden and her from the lighted candles. Softly I trod the lush grass between the black hedges of box, softly, for I should take her unawares and catch her arms, and embrace her, dear and startled. By the arbor all the moonlight flowed in silver, and her head was on his breast. She did not scream or shudder when my sword was where her head had lain in the quiet moonlight, but turned to me with one pale hand uplifted, all her satins fiery with the starshine, nacreous, shimmering, weeping, iridescent, like the quivering plumage of a peacock. Then her head drooped, and I gripped her hair. Oh, soft-scented cloud across my fingers, bending her white neck back. Blood writhed on my hands. I trod in blood, stupidly a-gaze at that crumpled heap of silk and moonlight, where, like twitching pinions, an arm twisted, palely, and was still as the face of chalk. The Buell clock strikes. Thirty years. Christ, thirty years! Agony! Agony! Something stirs in the window, shattering the moonlight. White wings fan. Father! Father! All its plumage fiery with the starshine, nacreous, shimmering, weeping, iridescent. It drifts across the floor and mounts the bed to the tap of little satin shoes, gazing with infernal eyes. Its quick beak thrusting, rending, devil's crimson. Screams, great tortured screams, shake the dark canopy. The light flickers, the shadow in the corner stirs. The wax face lifts, the eyes open. A thin trickle of blood worms darkly against the vast red coverlet and spreads to a pool on the floor. End of Poem Recorded by Brian Ness.